everyone. Welcome to Women's Magazine here at MutinyRadio.fm. Fucking San Francisco. Merry fucking Christmas. This is Free Speech Radio. I don't swear that often, even though I could. But you know what? Hey, you know what? It's the holidays, so tis the season. I'm going to play you some music today. I'm going to be playing them pretty much uh, all day here on Women's Magazine and also on Common Thread Collective. This is off of a really cool album, a holiday album from a local brass trio called Lip Service, um, headed up by trumpeteer Aaron Priscorn and friends uh, Audra Loveland on French horn, which is a very tricky instrument to play. It's one of those loopy ones. And Matthew de Pasqual. So uh, here we go, the Lip Service Brass Trio, Halliday Album, um, Carol of the Bells, of course, Bell Carol. I'll be right back. This is Global Val, by the way. Merry fucking Christmas. Thank 
Sorry, let it snow. Merry Christmas. This is Global Val. You're listening to Women's Magazine here at MutinyRadio.fm. What a year. Oh, my God. This is the last show of 2017. It is December 20-something, 2017, 22nd, I imagine. And uh, that was some music from, again, a local brass trio called Lip Service off of their holiday album called holiday album and uh very cool nice to have some some horn section going on we're gonna play that all day why not well i um was just last night listening to some of our mutiny radio.fm podcasts and i was listening uh, you know on facebook they 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 you know they act as your own brain and they're like remember this this is your memory And so they posted a memory, quote unquote, from 2014, where I did a December show reading from uh, Merlin Stone's huge, thick uh, anthropological tome called uh, When God Was a Woman, which traces the goddess religion back at least 25,000 years and uh, way before, um, you know, the before our, our modern day uh, single god monotheism of um, 
that exists in, in, in so many religions, namely uh, Christianity, uh, Judaism, and Islam. Um, so people have been worshiping women for a long, long time. So um, that popped up in my Facebook memory. And then it reminded me that last year, I actually had um, my last show of, of, of 2016, I had two very special guests. Um, and that was uh, Jesus H. Christ and the Divine Goddess. So um, 2016 had a great um, holiday show. I like to do something slightly irreverent on Christmas, um, just for fun. You know, why not? But um, another thing I like to do is to do kind of a year in review. So uh, the past couple days, I've been compiling uh, a spreadsheet of some of the things that I've been covering all year long. 2017 has been a crazy year. Donald Trump has been the president the whole time crazy. Well, at least since January 20th. But of course, we have to acknowledge the huge, largest protest in American history on the day after inauguration, the Women's March, where millions of people around the country marched in the streets um, against Donald Trump and his chauvinism, his misogyny, and his particularly egregious version of uh, xenophobia where uh, if you're not a rich white male, then what are you doing in my office? Unless you're, you know, some sort of uh, Eastern European prom queen or something. Anyhow, um, I got a little off track there. But uh, it's, been a, it's been an amazing year as well. A lot of great things have happened in 2017. I've been a, a party to many uh, very cool events. Um, but I wanted to kind of give a little recap of what's been happening on Women's Magazine in 2017. So here we go. And we'll take a little musical break when I get tired of talking and you get tired of listening to me. So January 2017, um, not only did we have the Women's March on the 21st, but also if you go onto mutinyradio.fm and you go to the podcasts and find our special events page, you'll also find from uh, January 21st, the Anti-Inaugural Poets Ball, which is something that I hosted uh, as a special event that evening. So definitely check that out. But January kicked off with the 50th anniversary of the Human Bee-In, which I got to um, co-host and MC over there at the Gray Area on Mission Street. So on uh, the January 23rd show, Mona Lisa Wallace came in and read from our Womanifesto, which we've retitled Womanifesta, which is a Declaration of Human Rights. Uh, it's based on the UN Declaration of Human Rights, but geared, uh, kind of tailored towards uh, the female, so to speak. So I want to read you a little bit from the Womanifesta. I affirm that I am a full human being, born free and entitled to all, which is morally guaranteed to all people equally. I am entitled to the peaceful enjoyment of my life and basic human needs, including wholesome shelter, access to healthy local food and water, clean air, cl health care, child care, elder care, education, nonviolence, security, 
and the opportunity to work for fair compensation and community. I oppose all violence, war, mass incarceration, wrongful arrest, torture, the death penalty, militarized policing, and corporal punishment. I am entitled to the political freedoms of speech, association, movement, democratic and representative vote in elections and governance, to the press, assembly, asylum, national identity, access to public education, access to public information, including internet access and net neutrality. I'm entitled to privacy, digital and otherwise, to property ownership, marital status, parenting status, my or my intimate partner's gender identity, age, ability, national association, spiritual association, or lack thereof. I'm entitled to mental autonomy, including freedom of thought, freedom of expression, religious freedom to practice any spiritual tradition or none at all, and to live and die without governmental establishment of a religion or oppression by any religion. I am entitled to reproductive freedom access to birth control, abortion, menstrual accommodation, because those days are hard, y'all, nursing accommodation, child care, and equal treatment whether I do or do not have a child. I and future generations are entitled to natural resource preservation, biodiversity protection, truthful labeling of foods and products, local food infrastructure, and effective protection from environmental and health harms generated by the machinations of commerce and human activity, which include natural resource reduction, climate change, pollution of air and water, excessive extinctions of flora and fauna, carcinogens, and toxins found in personal and food products. I declare my freedom from being commodified enslaved, forced into military service for the benefit of war profiteers, imprisoned for the benefit of incarceration profiteers, criminalized for poverty, criminalized for addiction or mental condition, sexually or medically exploited or unfairly compensated for my work. I have the right to work and to organize with a workers' union for equal pay, for equal work, to child care, family leave, and the equal opportunity. I oppose corporate personhood, recognizing the moral imperative that all humans are individual lives, each of which is worthy of overriding preference towards protections of these rights by governance, not to be transgressed, purchased, unduly influenced, or even balanced against any such rights or their equivalents attributed to non-human entities or constructs such as corporations, governments, and religions. I affirm my membership in the human community and the representative systems of governments that democratically serve our collective interests to protect these freedoms, rights, and entitlements due to all people, regardless of gender identity, 
or any other association or attribute. That is the Woman Manifesto, everybody. So thank you for tuning in to Women's Magazine today. Let me play you a little more music from the Brass Trio Lip Service, and I'll be back for more Year in Review. Peace. Thanks for tuning in. Here we go. Time flies, man. This has been a really fast year. You're listening to Women's Magazine. I'm Global Val. Hey, you know what? That was only January. That was just one day in January. So I'm, I'm going to do the uh, the quick, quick version as, as um, well, I'm going to attempt that anyway. So that was January 23rd, the Women's Manifesto. Um, let's see what else happened. Um, January 20th, I was playing... Um, uh, a recording from Cat Brooks of the Anti-Police Terror Project, with, which called for 120 hours of resistance, calling on Martin Luther King Day. Um, and uh, also in January the 27th, I did some commentary on the Women's March and uh, read from the Declaration of Independence. I also had my guest Roman Reimer from the Weekly Review, who was in D.C. during the inauguration and the subsequent day of the Women's March, um, who reported on uh, things that had happened while he was there. And of course, I've been reading poetry all year. That was a poem that day called, I'm Not White and Neither Are You. Uh, in February, we sadly lost one of our mutiny radio DJs, J.D. Buell. And so uh, starting in, in early February, we got to play some of his music from his album called Some Are Still Not Free. Also in February, I played some music from another late, great local visionary called um, Mama Kotel, who was uh, honored this year at the Mission Cultural Center uh, during the Dia de los Muertos um, altar uh, display. Um, and Mama Coto was amazing. Uh, Border Crossing Diosa was her book that she actually hand painted and uh, typed up and, and bound um, with her CD as well. And uh, I also read some kind of raw um, notes that I was making on the topic of misogyny. <laughs> Women's Magazine, folks. 
Um, also in February, I was still talking about the Dakota Access Pipeline and the Standing Rock water protectors uh, that I was covering for the past year um, and here on Women's Magazine and also on the Common Thread Collective. Um, also, we had the first ever female sound team nominated for an Oscar in February. Um, so many things, so many things, so many things going on here in San Francisco. Uh, it's hard to keep up with, that's for sure. And then March, of course, was International Women's Month. Uh, kicked off March, March 3rd, I had our friend E.K. Keith in here. She overcame her own fear of flying to go to Washington, D.C. to be part of the Women's March on Washington. And then she almost got kicked out of uh <laughs> Mount Vernon, uh, George Washington's home for asking a pointed question about why they were refusing to uh, acknowledge the people who worked there as actual slaves. Um, but uh, that was a great story, March 3rd. And then March 17th, oh, good old St. Patrick's Day. I had our friend Gisela Tangui from the Voodoo Cabaret. She was on the show um, uh, talking about her music and what she was doing um, in terms of uh, standing up against racism in America. Goddamn. So much to do. Um, oh, and then March 24th, uh, my guest was Lois Flood, and she's the founder of the Diablo Dance Theater. She is an expert in the dances of Isadora Duncan. So she gave us a call in, and we had an amazing conversation about Isadora Duncan, who was a feminist and a radical and, uh, you know, it just kind of broke the boundaries of and kind of is looked at as the creator of modern dance because uh, she refused to color inside the lines, so to speak. Um, and March was Women's History Month, so um, that was uh, fitting. And I was really happy to have Lois Flood call in to uh, give us that history. And then April, National Poetry Month, um, kicked off with actually a different topic, Dr. Diane Tober and the students from UC Berkeley who are the co-directors of SURGE, which is the Students United for Reproductive Justice at UC Berkeley. Um, they were talking about the bill in California, um, um, Bill uh, number 320, which would make abortion medication available on all college campuses in California. Um, so they are still a very active group, SURGE, that is S-U-R-J, and um, they've been really pushing forward that agenda because if an abortion pill is available, why wouldn't it be available in co on college campuses at the medical centers? because abortion is a constitutional right, even if the um, vice president of the United States right now would like to uh, repeal that. But, you know, he's kind of a freak. Free speech here at Mutiny Radio. Um, and then I didn't take notes for a few weeks. And then in May... Um, I broke down the American Health Care Act, which is the, the first health care reform bill that the GOP put forth in the House of Representatives, which was a ridiculously written bill. It wasn't very long, which is uh, one of the reasons I was able to get through it. But I kind of broke down what it would do, which is basically uh, taking... Uh, 
taking money away from Medicare and Medi-Cal, because Medi-Cal here in California is kind of the, the Medicare of, uh, you know, subsidiary kind of, the, you know, further out on the branch of, of uh, who receives money in order to do things. Um, it was a horrendous bill, if I recall correctly. Um, it was also targeting undocumented immigrants in that bill. Aren't those guys so nice? Um, they were documenting, uh, sorry, they were targeting undocumented immigrants in that original health care bill um, by basically forcing states to um, provide uh, the paperwork uh, that the person was in good standing, at least in their paperwork process of um, trying to become a citizen or being legally here in the United States. Um, so they were doing this kind of surreptitious and um, kind of trying to strangle the states in a way in order to get to these poor people who have fled their countries uh, because of uh, poverty or violence and have come to the United States, the land of opportunity, um, and uh, trying to say that states need to verify their paperwork status in order to get federal reimbursement for the money that states spend on administering uh, uh, medical treatment for undocumented or uh, questionably documented peoples. Um, also in the American Health Care Act, that was back in May that the House passed, um, it didn't end up going anywhere. But um, a couple of my favorite provisions on there, um, the very last one, <laughs> which was to um, repeal the 10% excise tax on indoor tanning. Oh, it's such a drag to have to pay another 10% tax on my indoor tanning. Oh my God. This is crazy. Anyhow, moving along. And we came into summer. Uh, there were a lot of uh, events going on here in San Francisco. Um, there was a vigil commemorating the anniversary of the European Jewish refugees who were turned away at the shores of the United States and sent back to Europe, where many of them were killed in the Holocaust. Um, and, uh, yeah, serious business, because we see that uh, this administration would like to keep people out, keep refugees at bay, not let them into the country. Um, earlier this year, when... Um, the, there was a, a travel ban executive order coming down from the White House. We saw people rush to the airports to protest um, because people who were coming in from other countries, these like six predominantly Muslim countries, were being detained at the airport for not even necessarily being doing anything wrong. Um, these were people who maybe even had been in the green card process for a very long time, had been granted their cards, and um, were now finally arriving in the U.S. And this travel ban stopped them and detained them. And many of them were subsequently let go because of the public outpouring and the protests that sprung up at the airport. Um, so it's been a very active year uh, in terms of uh, civic engagement. And uh, I, I listened to that past show a couple of months ago, and I'll say it again, you don't fuck around at the airport. Um, but you know what? People went out there and did, and uh, it certainly helped some of our fellow human beings. So right on to that. Um, 
Let's see what else happened. Uh, oh, yeah, the Voodoo Cabaret, who I mentioned earlier, they played at Fort Mason for the San Francisco International Arts Festival um, during a segment called Rise Above Racism. Also in June, uh, James Comey, the head of the FBI, was fired, um, but there was an very interesting op-ed by Nicole Serratone in the New York Times called James Comey and the Predator-in-Chief. Um, and then not too long afterwards, um, we started to see a big shift in the, uh, the culture across the United States as the Me Too campaign came into play. Um, but also in June, naked feminists in Argentina um, went out and protested against uh, fem feminicide um, because in 2017, there was an average of once every 24 hours in Argentina was a woman killed. Big stuff, folks. Um, real, real things. Let's see. I'm going to play a little more music for you because we're halfway through the year and I'm most of the way through this show. Came in a little late today. I want to thank um, my friends, uh, Monty and Aaron, out there hanging out at Clooney's on Valencia. Um, a great uh, dive to enjoy your holiday cheer, a giant Christmas tree and a, a real local joint. So um, thanks for uh, meeting me for a couple of holiday toddies before the show, if you can't tell folks. Anyhow, I'm Global Val. You're listening to Women's Magazine. We're here at mutinyradio.fm, free speech radio traveling around the planet on the internet. Here's some more music from Lip Service's holiday album. feel so bad if I'm here at Mutiny Radio, that is, 21st in Florida. We're here. We're a community radio station. If you would like to support us, you can go straight to our website, mutinyradio.fm. You can also support us through our 501c3 sponsor, Media Alliance, and uh, get a tax write-off. 
But also, if you would like to be a DJ here, you can. All you have to do is email our director, director at mutiny radio.fm and uh, connect with uh, Pam Benjamin who is the uh, comedy queen here at Mutiny Radio and uh, let her know that you're interested in getting trained on our board here and possibly doing your own show. So it is an available resource, a community resource. It's very affordable and uh, we hope that uh, if you're feeling inspired that you'll come on down and uh, do your thing as well. All right. I've got a couple more minutes here. I'm not going to take too much more time because we're going to get into the common thread in a few minutes here. But um, I was only halfway through the year. (laughs) Anyhow, um, yeah, in July, there were girls in Texas who were doing their quinceanera who were protesting a bill in Texas um, against immigration. That was really cool. SB4 in Texas. Um, Also in... uh, then later in the summer, on August 11th, I interviewed Dr. Sylvia Frain. She is a doctor of peace, by the way, peace and conflict, but emphasis on the peace, who did her dissertation on Guam. And uh, Guam popped up in the news earlier this year in, ter- in the context of uh, North Korea and their supposed threat uh, to the United States, who said, well, we could bomb Guam. Well, and then the U.S. said, we will always defend Guam. But uh, actually, Sylvia Frayne came on and talked to us about the military presence in Guam and the history of, um, well, the U.S.'s exploitation of Guam and their refusal to um, help Guam achieve self-independence uh, and self-determination, which is something that was part of the deal. Anyhow, going on, um, oh, August 18th, tune in. I interviewed <laughs> Katai, who is the um, kind of the equivalent of the American Idol of comedy in Thailand. She's hilarious. Um, August 18th, tune into that show, that podcast. Um and then, of course, later in the summer, there was the whole, you know, the the, the Patriot prayer group was coming to Chrissy Field. And then um, thousands of people went out onto the streets to protest what uh, was perceived as a hate group um, here in San Francisco. It was a, quite the event. Oh, and then also, and then later in September, or that was August as well, there were a group of women entrepreneurs, a a pair really, a duo, who created a fake male third partner to um, try to um, advance their business. And it had some telling results. Um, They had people offering this hypothetical, um, uh, fictitious man in their group all sorts of help in terms of launching his business, but they were um, equally uh, turned away, unequally. So that was kind of an interesting story. Anyhow, folks, you know what? It's about to be the Common Thread Collective, so I can talk about uh, more of this as we go along. But it has been a wild year, lots of highs and lows. I want to thank everybody who has been a part of Mutiny Radio, Women's Magazine, the Common Thread Collective, all everyone who has uh, reached out and kind of you know tapped me uh, to get involved in various events. And um, throughout the year, I was really 
proud to um, MC at the Digital Being, the uh, 50th anniversary of the of the Human Being. Also, poems under the dome. Also, uh, Earth Day, San Francisco, which was part of the March for Science, and Peace in the Park, which happened in just in September. So uh, it's fun to uh, get out there and and be with the peoples and uh, announce people and, and get a chance to have a, have a microphone so we can spread the love, spread the word. And um, we really need it in the 21st century. So thank you for all the good that you are doing in your world, in your life. It is making a difference. Even if it's just on one little person at a time, it's a, it's a ripple effect, folks. So just remember, when you're asking, at the bus station or whatever and they'll say things to him like baby you stick with me girl you're gonna be riding around in old school caddies girl you're gonna be draped in gold got your Versace everything girl I can't do that like if I did that to a girl I'd be like girl you stick with me sometimes your mama might pick you up from BART when it's raining girl hey welcome to whoa Wednesday how y'all doing today I'm your hostess with the most Aisha Birdsong Hey, we got a few guests in the house. We got Ivy Cordova. We also have Ace Boone of Boone Ace Boone Comedy. All right, y'all. So what I'm going to do, as per usual, and again, thank you for joining me here on Mutiny Radio Live at 8 p.m. on Wednesdays. We've got that new stuff coming up. So last week, I hope I woed you guys. And this week, I would also like to woe you uh, with some crazy weird motivation. And I'll, of course, explain to you why I'd like to motivate you in this sense on this particular uh, issue. Okay. Now, number one, y'all can do anything you set your mind to. Number two, all you motherfuckers rock. Okay. So anybody stuck in a janky funk, I hope you guys get out of that funk and uh dedicated to of course my wise man Shodell Waits once upon a time a boss that I hated and then it dawned and lessons turned and life realized that I was so grateful to have God bless me with that person in my life to teach me this particular element of my world so shout out to Shodell Waits which y'all when I talk about this motherfucker he's actually younger than me so y'all get it don't get it twisted motivation comes from anywhere young old whatever you're gonna do it comes from everywhere so i hope to motivate and inspire you now basically um i have a video that is called never quit okay i, I want you guys to never quit okay never give up never quit and if you guys can just go ahead and close your eyes and imagine these kids on a football field being talked to by their coach and if you guys want to look it up it's called never give up don't quit and the first thing you'll see is another kid on a kid's back of a football player and the coach right there now this is one of the videos that show Del Waits uh, originally started showing us uh, there at DirecTV and it doesn't hit you until later on how inspiring and how much somebody can do and how little they actually think they can do okay so let me hit you guys with this motivation right here so don't get it twisted I'm actually procrastinating for a reason because I don't have it hooked up. So, y'all, uh, I appreciate y'all. Here goes a little bit of motivation. And use your imagination, guys. Please use your imagination.
Oh, oh, oh. Sure. Um, are you guys uh, are you familiar with the concept of Catch 22? Yeah. Yeah. That, right. I think Sorry, that's like a Catch 420 is what that is. Uh, Sorry, guys. Do you ever like get really high? You guys. Forgive me, motherfuckers. I'm new to this shit. So I done figured it out. I had a couple things switched around. Here y'all go. Thank you for being with me. Girlfriend, uh, and I still miss her. Uh I tried, motherfuckers. Y'all don't get no motivation today. There it is. There it is. Thank you for bearing with me. This is live. Thank you. I love you, motherfuckers. Y'all gonna see. You already got your whoa. And be like, whoa, what is this bitch doing? This is what I'm doing. I'm finna inspire your ear. Use your motherfucking imagination. Close your eyes and imagine So. You already written Friday Night Down as a Lost Brock? Well, not if I know we could beat him. Come here, Brock. You, really you too, Jeremy. What, am I in trouble now? Not yet. I want to see you do the death crawl again, except I want to see your absolute best. <laughs> <laughs> what, you want me to go to the 30? I think you can go to the 50. The 50? I can go to the 50 if nobody's on my back. I think you can do it with Jeremy on your back, but even if you can, I want you to promise me you're going to do your best. All right. Your best. Okay. You going to give me your best? I'm going to give you my best. All right, one more thing. I want you to do it blindfolded. Why? Because I want you giving up at a certain point when you can go further. Get down. Jeremy, get on his back. <laughs> I get a good tight hold, Jeremy. All right. Let's go, Brock. Keep your knees off the ground, just your hands and feet. There you go. A little bit left. A little bit left. There you go. Show me good effort. That way, Brock. You keep coming. There you go. It's a good start. A little bit left. A little bit left. There you go, Brock. Good strength. <laughs> That's it, Brock. That's it. Not the 20 yet. Forget the 20. You give me your best. You keep going. That's it. No, don't stop, Brock. You got more in you than that. Hey, done. Just rest in a second. You gotta keep moving. Let's keep moving. Let's go. Don't quit till you got nothing left. There you go. Keep moving. Keep moving. Keep moving, Brock. That's it. You keep driving. Keep your knees off the ground. Keep driving it. Your very best. Your very best. Your very best. Keep moving, Brock. That's it. That's it. That's it. Keep going. Don't quit on me. Keep going. Keep driving it. Keep driving. Keep your knees off the ground. That's it. Your very best. Don't quit on me. Your very best. Keep driving. Keep driving. There you go. There you go. That's it. You keep driving. Keep your knees off the ground. Keep driving it. Don't quit till you got nothing left. Keep moving, Brock. That's it. That's it. That's it. Keep going. I want everything you got. Come on, keep going. It hurts. Don't quit on me. Your very best. Keep driving. Keep driving. There you go. There you go. 
He's heavy. I know I'm, he's heavy. I'm bad out of strength. Then you negotiate with your body to find more strength, but don't you give up on me, Brock. You keep going, you hear me? You keep going. You're doing good. You keep going. Do not quit on me. You keep going. I know it hurts. You keep going. You keep going. It's all hard from here. 30 more steps. You keep going, Brock. Come on. Keep going. Burn. And let it burn. It's all hard. You keep going, Brock. Come on. Come on. Keep going. You probably your best. Welcome back to Woe Wednesday. So y'all feel my motivation, okay? So although you may think that it's time to give up or you would like to give up, whatever the case may be, uh, it's not that time. There's no time to give up. We don't we don't got time for that shit up in here, okay? So it's time to make a difference in the world. Hollywood is definitely falling apart, so I definitely encourage all you entertainers to not look at that as football, but look at it as anything you do in life. You think you know you're defeated automatically before you go and get that job? Guess what? You're probably not going to get that job. So always hold your confidence high. Be number one. Have it number one. And I just want to hit you guys with one more motivation that absolutely coincides with this and i listen to this right here before unfortunately before i do lift rides so sometimes before i'm doing lift rides and i'm like on my way to a show and i'm just like trying to knock a few uh, lift rides out i'm listening to this and bloop there goes the lift ride and so i go pick up the passenger and, you know hi how are you whatever hey how you doing today i am fucking excited about life when i'm talking to these motherfuckers 
motherfuckers all of a sudden. I'm like, hey, yeah, what's going on with you? They're like, oh, I'm not doing that great. Why? What's going on? Tell me about it. And they're like, oh, I'm failing at this. Or I'm doing, no, 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 it's not a failure. It's a success. You're, you're figuring out what you want in life. And we just start talking and things always end up changing to a positive note from their behalf. And again, it's, it's because of like really looking into the world. So sometimes you may, you may hear a negative aspect or a negative situation that may come from me, but I am actually 100% trying to get my wusa on, trying to change my world. And not everything is going to happen all at once. So let me hit you guys with one more video. Um, this one right here is the one that you guys should look up before you go into a job interview, before you go into your, your day of, of sales, before you go into a dance, before you go into a soccer game, a football game, whatever you need, this shit will pump you up right here. And it's called, I'm a champion for you guys who do or do not know. And yes, my brother would be like, damn, this, this bitch is crazy. Cause I am like that sideline mom and that coach. And I make sure that my nephews and nieces can hear me on the sideline and I'm a loud ass bitch. So let me hit you guys with this next clip of motivation. And then we will be right back with Ace Boone on the mic. Yeah. Get ready for this. Y'all. Yeah. Hey. I'm gonna start that over for y'all because it's whoa! I will believe where others have doubted. I will always uphold the prestige, honor, and respect of my team. I have trained my mind and my body will follow. Who am I? I am a champion. I will acknowledge the fact that my opponent does not expect me to win, but I will never surrender. Weakness will not be in my heart. I will arrive at the cutting edge of battle and win by any means at my disposal. I accept the fact that my team expects me to move faster and fight harder than our opponent. Never shall I fail my teammates. I will always keep myself mentally alert, physically strong, and morally straight. And I will shoulder more than my share of the task, whatever it may be, 100%. Who am I? I am a champion. Gallantly will I show the world that I am a specially selected and well-trained warrior. My heart and my soul will be the fuel to carry my body when my limbs are too weary. I will never falter. I will never lose focus. As long as there is hope in my mind and my heart still beats, I will never give in to the evil that is weakness, and I will fight that evil with my dying breath. Who am I? I am a champion. Energetically will I beat my opponent. They will not challenge me. They will not stop me from my goal. I shall defeat them on the field of battle, for I am better trained and will fight with all of my might. Defeat, retreat are not a champion's words. I will never leave anything but the very best on the field with my teammates. And under no circumstances will I ever surrender. Who am I? I am a champion. Readily will I display the discipline and strength required to fight forward to my objective and complete that objective. I will rise when I have fallen. I will rip the heart from my opponent and leave it beating on the ground because he cannot stop me. Who am I? I am a champion. My opponent may not fear me, but he will respect me. And if he does not, I will make him respect me with all that I have to give. Who am I? I am a champion. It's our time.
that's what's up so that's what i'm talking about y'all hit y'all with a little bit of motivation and in general like i say the motivation and the why is because it doesn't matter where it's coming from whether it's coming from a football coach whether it's coming from a tech geek which i do love nerds um it doesn't matter um less brown you know it doesn't matter you guys you guys can always move forward you always have a chance your dreams can still happen and guess what and part of my dream is comedy is entertainment so i want y'all to give a big warm round of applause for mr ace moon am i on up in here all right what's up everybody people out there in the cyber world the airwaves what's going on with y'all out there i know you can't respond but you ain't supposed to so shut the fuck up and listen you know what i'm saying it's all good but uh, i appreciate aisha having me on the show miss birdsong in here with the also with the lovely ivy cordova over there up in this building up here mutiny radio it's my first time up in here and this is a cool setup up in here you know what i mean i'm loving this this is all right you know it got you know what i'm saying got a tip jar up here for me so if i do good i could take some money home you know what i'm saying got some sodas up in here i'm also sipping on some diet um watermelon water you know what i'm saying so so for those who know me i love drinking my diet water with the organic ice cubes you know what i'm saying it's good. Also, you know, I just love uh, the Bay Area as well. I'm over here from Oakland. For those who don't know Ace Boone, I'm from Oakland. I just did Cobb's Comedy Club the other night. And it's good. You know what I'm saying? Out here just, you know, getting it going. But uh, one of the things I love about comedy is that you get to move around and you meet new people and have a good time. And being positive, you know what I'm saying? Like Aisha was saying, having a positive vibe. So all you people out there, couples out there that got your relationships going and your ladies, especially all the positive ladies out there, keep it positive. But also keep it positive for your man, too. You know what I'm saying? And your man has a harder time keeping it positive than a lady sometimes because he's carrying a heavier burden. So, ladies, um, if you agree with me, just make sure next time you come home and your man is, um, you know, trying to get some positive vibes going, you need to support him. So when you come home and you see him trying to be in his happy place, let him be happy. You know what I mean? Because that's what keeps the positive vibes going. You know, do y'all agree with that, ladies? Y'all agree with that? So ladies in the studio agree with me. So so next time you come in the house and see your old man with another woman bent over the coffee table and he's going to work on her, you know what I'm saying? He's in his happy place. Don't bring no negativity to him. Let him be positive. You know what I'm saying? Don't don't bring that negativity in here. You know what I'm saying? Because Aisha is right. You have to keep positive vibes and stay motivated. You know what I'm saying? So now that motivates you to come home a little earlier and take care of your man. It's all good. And fellas, the same way. With your ladies, you know what I'm saying? Your lady's trying to keep a positive vibe going. You got to do the same thing. So if you see your lady out with Ace Boom and she's having a good time, you know what I'm saying? Don't be getting mad, bro. You know what I'm saying? That means you didn't come home at the right time and your lady's in her positive, happy space. Let her stay there. You know what I'm saying? It's good. No, I'm just being silly. Finna fuck around and get up uh, killed up in this mutiny radio. All these bros be up there causing the mutiny up at the studio. <laughs> but no, nah, this is good, though. You know, I just love, um, 
you know, just dating. You know what I'm saying? Dating is fun because you go out and you meet new people and stuff. And I'm from Oakland. Everybody that know me know I love to, you know, go to Lake Merritt and take my first dates out to Lake Merritt. You know what I mean? So I'm walking, holding hands with one one date a, a couple of weeks ago. And she asked me, she was like, Ace Boom. She's like, how come we've been seeing each other for a while? How come you never take me shopping? So I looked into her beautiful eyes and I said, I can't take you shopping. I only take my wife shopping. <laughs> oh, man, that was funny. But uh, no, nah, it was good, though. And I met this other one. Um, we went out on a nice date and stuff a couple of weeks after that. I don't know. For some reason, that chick didn't want to go out with me no more because I wouldn't take her shopping. I think it was the shopping thing, you know. But, uh, but yeah, we went, took this other one out, you know, we was just talking, because Boone, anybody that know Boone, I love shop, I love traveling, right? And so she, um, I looked at her, I said, why don't we go on some trips, you know what I'm saying? You want to go with me on the traveling? She said, yeah, I love to travel. I said, how about we go to Italy? And she said, Boone, I can't go to Italy. Them Russians be tripping. I'm like, wow. So that let me know right off the top, she was done. But it was okay. She was fine, though, so I had to give her another shot. So um, I basically took her to the clinic and told the doctor to give her a shot because I wasn't fucking with her no more. <laughs> had to keep it moving. But it's all good, though. Yeah, another date I had, it was a trip because uh, she was just like, you know, really beautiful as well. But she has some issues. And, I, you know, you get with somebody, you're having a date, and you like to talk about, you know, get to know a person. You know, what do you do for a living, blah, blah, blah. You know, so she asked me what I do for a living. I said, I'm a comedian, you know. I'm also a doctor, and I'm a teacher. She said, a doctor? She said, I want to be a doctor, too. I said, oh, really? I said, what school are you going to? And she said, mm-mm. I said, what you mean, mm-mm? She shook her head and said, mm-mm-mm. She said, I'm not going to school, boom. She said, I'm going to go get a job at a hospital as a janitor, and I'm going to work my way up. And then five years from now, I'll be doing heart surgeries. And I looked at her, and I was like, ooh. And she said, no, I see that look on your face. Don't worry. I'm going to learn how to do shots and all that in between, but I'll be doing heart surgeries in about five years. Don't worry. I know where I work my way up. I'm a hard worker. No, it's all good. But I'm up here talking about my dates and stuff, you know. But one of the things I like to talk about, too, is um, is uh, relationships, you know. Sometimes the fellas, your ladies be out there, you know. You meet somebody, and, uh, and then they switch up after you get married. Married people can know what I'm talking about out there. You switch up after you get married. Ladies can understand this. Or even just a serious relationship, dudes ain't the same they was when you first met them. You know, you first meet a dude, you know what I mean? He's talking to you all smooth, like uh, looking all smooth, like Morris Chestnut or somebody. And then now uh, you get to know him, he's looking like, what the fuck? You know, he's talking, first of all, he's talking to you all smooth, like Barack Obama or The Rock. Then after you get to know him or get married to him, he's smelling like a dirty sock. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and he used to talk to you all smooth like Denzel. And now you got married and got in a relationship with him. Now the motherfucker sound like Ezel from Friday. What you cooking over there, girl? I clean all that shit up for you for $2. 
And you looking at him like, damn, what happened to my baby? I used to love this motherfucker, damn. But it's all good. I'm getting ready to wrap this up, though. But uh, I want to tell y'all about my last um, serious um, relationship that was going real good. You know, I thought I met the one. And uh, it's kind of sad it didn't work out, but everything was going so wonderful. You know what I mean? We enjoyed the finer, the small things in life, you know? Like we'll go to the park and swing on the swings, slide down the slides. We'll go to McDonald's and get Happy Meals and share them. We were just having a good time, you know? And then one day I was just at home watching the game and then she come in the room, she was like, boom, you a pedophile. I said, what? I said, a pedophile? I said, where you get that word from? That's kind of a big word for a 12 year old. You tripping. <laughs> hey, I told that joke. I'm glad some people laughed because I told that joke at San Quentin, working on some community service. I almost didn't make it out there for motherfucker telling that joke. Hey, but I think. Hey, wait, 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 wait. Before huh? you wrap it up, I got to step you back because number one, I'm so sorry whether I'm still learning or not. Uh, I may or may not have pressed record a little late in the game. Um, she told me that it's automatically backed up. There's something else that comes up. So we might get the whole thing. But I do want to ask you a question that you kind of left me in suspense right there. First off, <laughs> first off, why did she call you a pedophilist? Well, see, um, what had motivated her to say that to you? What had happened was, see, <laughs> me and her, see, we used to enjoy our good um, walks around the park and stuff. And see, I fucked up and started taking her to the library. Oh. See, and then she was learning how to read. See, that's where everything got all fucked up. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So she was learning how to read, and that's yeah, it? Yeah. That's, and that's, she learned that word pedophile? Yeah, that word just stuck out for some reason. But, but yeah, okay, yeah. okay. See, see, when you going on trips to the library, and then some every now and then you stop by Michael Jackson's house back in the day, it kind of just, you know it what I mean? kind of works just itself happens, out, you know right? Kids start learning shit, then they start talking. You know, it just gets different. Right, yeah. right. Now, I do got to ask you, are you really single or are you really married? Well. Because you have me confused right there with your wife talk, with your side bitch and all that shit. I'm confused. See, see, I'm a single married black man. Oh, shit. See, so you, the, you average ass nigga right there, a, basically. I'm, I'm a single married black man. And it's hard being a, being a single married black man in America. You know what I'm saying? Because bitches always leaving you, right? Getting you like two weeks at a time. And then like, nigga, are you married? It's, what? It's hard. You gotta go. It's hard. I'm going to tell you because. It's like you'll be like dating, right? But then I have trouble dating because I'm married, right? But see, they'll fuck me like a couple of times and then they'll be like, after fucking me, be like, hold on, boom, I can't fuck you no more because you married. I'm like, hold on, you knew I was married over here. <laughs> and now you want to switch up because you worry feelings. about karma. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. And it's like the karma going to get me. It's like, hold on. It already going to get you. You worried about... Your future imaginary husband who might cheat on you, who ain't even here yet, you might as well keep fucking me because he going to cheat on you anyway. You know mm -hmm, what I mean? Mm -hmm. Single married black man in America. Okay. It's hard. It's a hard job, Aisha. It's a okay. hard. <laughs> <laughs> okay well uh at the uh i'm a, of course i'm gonna give you more opportunity to talk we gonna talk right now but y'all give it up for ace boom Woo! 
All right. All right. So uh, for all of you guys who are listening live, thank you very much. Again, if you're coming in a little bit later and you're listening to this recording, I do hope that I have the correct recording. Unfortunately, I may have uh, I may have definitely uh, fucked up and press record a little bit later but hopefully that still works out because we still gonna talk to bone he's still gonna kick it we gonna get to know him uh chill smoke all that shit but for now i want y'all to give a big warm welcome to ivy cordova Ow! yes it's so good to be back at mutiny radio uh, i used to have a podcast here back in the day called the usual sex Specs. that was actually not that long ago maybe like six or so months ago uh let me go jump into my set uh i'm actually finalizing a divorce i'm in the process of finalizing my divorce i'm pretty happy about it uh we've been living apart for about two years and honestly it's given me a lot of time to reflect on myself and my life and think about the things that being divorced is allowing me to revisit which is my first two loves stand-up comedy and fucking um so i'm getting back into the dating scene after eight years of being in a monogamous ass relationship like eight years is like a century in whorebag terms uh and it's so strange because uh people now are very to the point like you can get everything on apps like dicks uh it's it's crazy like literally you can um, you can go on tinder you can go on anything uh you can have your weed your groceries and two penises delivered to your house at the same time if that's what you want uh it's still sort of a trip to me uh sometimes i get mixed up and i don't know who's who so i'm flashing my robe to my door dasher which is really embarrassing because half the time they end up being my neighbors uh, another thing that I'm really kind of getting used to is dick pictures. Like these new young motherfuckers are very direct and to the point. Like back when I was younger in my early dating days, we had to get on a computer, wait for it to dial up and then do shit like ASL to people, like go on the internet and like talk to people. We actually had to learn how to chat. We had to ask things like what was their age? What was their sex? What was their location? And uh, feign some sort of like interest before anybody gets around to sending pictures and which of course takes 20 minutes to download if you're on a dial up modem, which is crazy. And now these kids just text you a picture of their dick. Like, here you go. Here's my dick. Uh, and I'm not mad at that. Honestly, I'm a 30, listen, I'm a 36 year old single mother. Most of the things that that people want to send to me are things like past due notices, progress reports, fucking who to vote for. Uh, and it's, you know, it's, it's, it's sort of ridiculous. And I, so when somebody wants to send me a picture of their dick and it's not for a medical reason, honestly, I'm just like, yeah, show me that dick. Show me that dick. I'm not afraid of your dick. Give me some dick. Um, but something I've realized about dick pictures is that maybe it's just me being older. Maybe I have more of an appreciation for art. I feel like people could afford to be a little bit more thoughtful about the things that they put, you know, putting some effort into their dick pictures. Like, God, I don't want to, I don't want to see a dick picture with your crusty ass fucking hobbit ass feet in the background. Uh, and don't get me started on the motherfuckers that do this wearing some fucking Tevas. Like, really? What century is this? Seriously? Uh, and then there's also the people that show a picture of their dick with things like toys scattered on the ground, like children's toys scattered on the ground, like jump ropes or uh, like extension cords, oil stains. Like, are you pulling out your dick at a daycare? 
or a fucking garage like what the fuck uh one thing that i had recently which i thought was sort of special was a guy who actually sent me a picture of his dick against the it was it was obviously taken from an office building in downtown san francisco and it had the salesforce tower building in the background um if you're not familiar with it salesforce the salesforce tower is one of the largest buildings uh that's basically disrupting the i guess the skyline of the existing san francisco downtown as it is i personally thought that was pretty brave to have your dick with the biggest fucking phallic symbol in san francisco as your background like seriously that thing makes the coit tower look like a skinny ass short little fucking chode uh but the bigger issue was the fact that i too can see the salesforce tower from my office building so now i've got to figure out which one of my coworkers is secretly showing me their dick um Something else I discovered. Um, so another thing about myself that I should mention is I'm also a sex educator here in San Francisco. Uh, it's I want to say that it is a honorable profession, but really 90% of the time I spend telling people what they can and can't put in their ass. Like fists, absolutely. Peanut butter jars, not so much. I've actually seen x-rays of people that have like beer bottles in their ass and I look at it and I'm just like, oh, Corona? If, if you're going to put a beer bottle in your fucking ass, at least have some respect and put an IPA or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Like racer, Lagunitas. Like that's how I know you go hoard. You know what I mean? In the paint. Um, uh, <laughs> as you've probably, I also, I also talk to people and my students, I talk to them about pornography. I'm responsible for putting together a four panel montage of porn called Fuckapalooza. That shit makes two girls one cup look like a fucking cooking video. It's ridiculous. I love porn. It's so awesome. To be able to say that I watch porn for educational purposes is the biggest cop-out in the world, and I take advantage of it every fucking second I can. Uh, as you've probably figured out, I don't teach sex ed to kids, uh, not for any moral reasons or anything like that, but more so... Um, 12 year olds all have iPads and iPhones at this point, and seriously, if they're not smart enough to open up... Uh, Pornhub or like or bang bus and figure out how to do it themselves honestly they deserve to get chlamydia uh one of the other things that I enjoy about being a sex educator is the potential for self-growth and self-discovery and something that I've discovered in my several years as a sex educator is that I like BDSM I'm into very rough sex you guys into that shit I fucking love rough sex like Oh, I want to feel that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, you want to make love? Get a girlfriend. Mama's trying to fuck. Mama's trying to fuck. I got some shit to do afterwards. <laughs> like, yeah, and it's just, um, if you haven't figured out by my um, athletic physique, I'm not a huge fan of having to engage in physical activity without incentives so uh i want to feel that shit like when i have sex with somebody i i want to feel like i went through some shit to get there like i want to like i like the slapping i like the hitting i like the pinching i like the grabbing and the hair pulling and the uh, i want to feel like sharkisha's opponent i want to feel like i did crossfit like i hiked mount kilimanjaro like i did soul cycle like, I'm from Hayward, so I want to feel like I ran from the cops and lost. I want to feel like I did American fucking Ninja Warrior. Like, if I can't call my mom afterwards and ask her for some illegal Filipino painkillers, to me, as, I'm far, as far as I'm concerned, it's not real. But I do have limitations. I mean, let's, let's be honest. If you choke me in bed and the sex lasts for less than five minutes, I'm calling the cops. You did not come, you did not need to come up in my room in my house and assault me for no reason. Just ridiculous. <laughs>
So uh, one of the other things that I've discovered uh, to circle it back to uh, how I've been finding people to fuck um, is Tinder. Like that, that thing is such a trip. Like I realize I have a type. I really do have a type. I like, I like big, like, I like bigger guys. You know what I'm saying? I like like dad bods. Like I like dad bods. I like fucking jeans, flannels, beards, like fucking the over-exaggerated douchebag mutton chop fucking facial things. Like half of my Tinder matches look like a cross between Seth Rogen and Ron Swanson. Like if we were watching, if 20, if 21 Jump Street were real, I would probably push aside Channing Tatum to get to Jonah Hill. Like I will sit on his fucking face. He doesn't have to say shit. I think I'm comedian enough for both of us. That's a bold ass statement. That's a bold ass statement. I said that shit on the air. Yes, I did. Um, yeah, I like I like big guys and I like lumberjack looking motherfuckers. So I was particularly excited. Like I really like beards. Like I was really excited for one guy because one, like I said, he looked he looked like a lumberjack. Like he fit in with my lumberjack steez, like the brawny paper towel guy. Like he looked like he would just come like come over and chop down a tree and fuck me on the stump with a with a PBR bottle in one hand and a turkey leg in the other. And then at the end, he'll, he'll pull a Confederate flag out of his beard and throw it at me and tell me to clean myself up. It's my fantasy. <laughs> Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. So tell me why the motherfucker that showed up at my house, he didn't look like no lumberjack. He looked like Professor Snape from Harry Potter in his 25th trimester of pregnancy. And at that point, I have like really big moral dilemmas because, you know, on one hand, I... I like big guys, but I, I also I also don't want to fat shame, but that's sort of what this is. Like he's he was huge. Like there's a difference between dad bods. There's a difference between dad bods and bitch tits. Like there's a significant difference between saying that you fucked Kevin James from Queen of, from King of Queens and a fucking big pun. Like there's just a huge fucking difference. Like I like burritos, I just don't want to eat 20 of them at once. You know what I mean? So, but he was already in my house and mama needed to get some. So I was like, let's, let's get to it. And I tried to get on top of him, which is more entertaining than actually sexual. It was like trying to mount a bucket. Like it was trying to mount a bull. If the bull was Suge Knight, like I couldn't get on top. I couldn't do anything, couldn't get anywhere. So after a few minutes of that struggle, I said, you know what? Let's start slow. Let's try something different. Let's do oral. This fool looks me right in my eyes and says, I don't need pussy brother was close to 300 pounds like if you don't eat pussy that's the only thing you don't eat and then he said he had to be on top because he had back problems you know when a girl is on top of you and she's grinding away and you got titties in your face in my fantasy they usually smell like a uh, victoria's secret love spell or bath and body works vanilla brown sugar like yeah I, I i go to a lot of strip clubs like it's it's my fantasy i love titties but it's different when the titties belong to a guy and you're hella insecure because now they're sort of bigger and rounder than yours and you also don't want to open your mouth because you don't know if what you're going to get is their nipple or sweat or fucking lactation it was terrible but again like i said i'm a sex educator i wanted to be i wanted to say something useful i wanted i wanted the guy to leave my house having learned something new about himself so right before i kicked him out I said, you know what, this isn't going to pan out, but from one triple D cup to another, I think we found the source of your back problems. I've been Ivy, guys. Thank you. Ow, y'all give it up for Ivy. Oh, my God, that was fucking amazing. Great job, Ivy. So that's Ivy Cordova. And me and her have been becoming comedy friends for at least like six months to a year now and we go to weird places and do weird things and that was fucking amazing i think 
I need a dap on that because I think you murdered the fucking mic. Everybody who's in their car right now or going anywhere, they're like, wow, that was fucking great. So, and if you uh, will get your information at the end just in case you guys want to book her because I know you guys would want to hear that. So, I think we kind of need to talk about some sex now that like you're a sex educator as well as we just had like a whole bunch of kinky situations and i do want to say as a bisexual um titties do not smell like what you're thinking of right they are almost like a ball sack oh no like almost like a ball sack but they got way more wind so they're way more aired out but they end up i i have i have been with some women that you're like bitch go take a shower the under tits yeah. is like you hit like a mark like vagina like once it's like a uh, a, a uh, 24 uh, hour you uh, might be a 12 hour bitch you might be a 24 hour bitch you might be oh i'm fresh to, like a daisy and i could do 48 hours if that's the case you're super lucky but titties smell really weird Right, no, like I sometimes, like sometimes when I'm about to get down with somebody. Like, oh wait, 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 hold on, wait, wait, wait. Okay, say it again. Tessie, Tessie. Tessie. Okay, yeah. Titties. Go ahead. Titties. Yeah. yeah. No, no, yeah. When I'm you're good? about to get down to somebody. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> when I'm about to get down with somebody, like sometimes I do a smell check. You know what I mean? Like I, you never know what they're going to put in their mouth first, right? Like right. people aren't always super predictable. So like I always, I always, this is maybe, this is maybe OCD of me. I always have like wipes in my bag. I always have like something that smells good, whether that's like a spray or something for my hair, like something that I can like some oil that I can use because you never know. Like I don't want somebody's one time memory of me to be like the underside, the underside of somebody's like fucking ball sack, except on their chest. Y'all hear me? I can hear you. Yeah, yeah your mic is on. See, I, I really appreciate that Ivy because uh, as a man, it's nothing worse then getting under titty, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Getting under titty from an over chick, you know what I mean? It's nothing worse than that, you know what I'm saying? And over meaning she's over funky, you know what I mean? It's nothing worse than that. So the fact that you carry wipes around and you're conscious of keeping the underness good, your openness is going to be abundant. Abundant. Put that out there. Abundant is an amazing word. Right? Yes. Yes. No, titties get stinky. I learned that one at the library. Yes. Yes. Hey, you know, it's like you guys are lucky to have that, that, penis to sticks out but at the same time you're not just like yeah. the vagina the balls also just sit there in hot muffiness and mm-hmm. in between the legs for a long period of time and if you can imagine like <laughs> <laughs> like as i mean the only thing different is is that we do not like sit on our balls occasionally Mm-hmm. And that's the that's really the only difference. Other than that, every once in a while, all of us have that. Oh, what is that? What right? the fuck? Like, right? Exactly. Yeah. It's kind of like the whole tea bag. Yeah, we got the tea bag and we like the tea bag. But you know, when you first get the tea bag out, the thing it's all fun and it's all fresh, and you dip it into the hot water and it's good. But then once you're done dip, doing so much dipping, it's like a sad sack. <laughs> sad shit. It sits like cold and wrinkled on your fucking countertop. Exactly. Sometimes it explodes. <laughs> Hell yeah. It's awesome. Sad kablooey just laying out there. They're not always the same size either. That almost makes sense. That almost makes sense. So now, okay, both of you guys are single. You're a married single. How the fuck are you really a married single? Like, are you married? Like, you have a wife? No, I'm married. I have a wife. 
I have another wife and I have another wife. Oh, okay, like that. And <laughs> yeah. do they do they all know about each other? I have four wives and they all know about each other. Damn, like that. Absolutely. Okay. Are they in other countries? No, they're all in this country. That's tight. Do they Amazingly. all like get together like on like a polyamorous thing like You should have seen Thanksgiving. Did everybody get together? Yeah, we all got together. Shut it was beautiful. Are you being fucking for real with me right now? No. Like don't lie to me. I'm gullible. I'm hella gullible. <laughs> Because you're looking me straight in the eyes and you're like, keep it a straight beautiful. ass face. Like, how is like, that possible? So you have like three wives, like legitimately. No, four, four wives. Four wives. I'm four. thinking about like bigamy laws and shit like that. Like, how are you? See, I mean, that's the problem. I'm, I'm sure you're not married to all of them, but they're all like part no, of your I'm team. I'm married to all of them, all four of them. Legally in this country, married to all of them? Yes. See, the problem is people overthink things sometimes. Life is really simple. You just have to really enjoy it. It's too short. You just have to enjoy it. And so when you have people that are on the same right wavelength as you, right there. you know that's what I'm tricky saying? right there. That's tricky right yeah. there. I'm just going to jump in. That's tricky. Yeah. I'm going to let you finish, but that's tricky. That's a real nigga saying that, oh, life is simple. You just got to keep it simple. Here's my other bitch. Here's my other bitch. Here's my other bitch. Keep it's it tricky. simple, bitch. Keep it simple. You get Tuesday. She get Thursday. I'm going to go out and do comedy on Friday. That bitch gets Saturday. I'm doing comedy on Sunday. Like, okay, but go ahead. What you mean is simple? How the fuck is that simple? No, I, I am married, though. I have a beautiful wife. One wife. I told you I had four. Four wives. Four Shut wives. Nigga, up. now you got me. Now you bullshit. Look, I have a beautiful wife. Okay. And three ugly ones. This motherfucker. <laughs> this motherfucker. Is this your one wife and then she has like four different personalities? No. Four different bodies. My beautiful wife is the queen of everything. And you're legally married to her and the other ones are just bitches. See, see y'all overthinking it. Once again, I told y'all what it is, but you overthinking it. So you pay everybody's bills? You be working so, overtime? No, no, we work together. It's a team. Is effort. it all in the same household? It's a team effort. All in the same household? It's a team effort. So you who, whose name is the bills under? Everybody. See, y'all overthinking it. <laughs> See, that's the kids' see, job right the there. Y'all making Ray, it all too complicated. You gotta complicated. put Ray Kwan on there because that nigga ain't got no credit yet. Put him on that Direct TV bill. It, exactly. You see, know? the way my credit is set up, I can't really, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I can't really go into all of that. See, when you have a sub 300 score, damn. It's, 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 it's hard to have a whore You know what I mean? So, so I have wives. Okay, you know okay. I mean? okay. Yeah, got, so, it, got, so, got it, got it, got it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like I'm not gonna lie. Like I'm not gonna act like I would never. Like I'm not gonna sit here and say that I would never do sexual favors with somebody from like Equifax or. <laughs> you know what I mean? People out here like talking about Harvey Weinstein did this and that. You know, I get it on one hand, but it's just like, what about for shit that matters? Like a credit score. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, right? I, will, I will suck everyone's dick at Sally May. Just get rid of my fucking student you, loans, you, blood. You, like you know what I'm saying? You on that? No, I, I, I won't suck no you. dick, but I'm just saying, though. You know what I'm saying? That's legit. But you know, but, but but that's real shit, though. It's like people get so hung up overthinking shit. You know what I mean? And people don't realize. I mean, I lost my virginity to Betty White. And all these people complaining about who molested them and all this shit. Did, did you hear my name out there talking about Betty White? You know what I'm saying? She used to take me to Applebee's and everything. You know what I'm saying? I had my first Applebee's meal with Betty White. Did you hear me out there complaining, putting her name out there like that? Hell no. Nah. Yeah. And then when, she, when I grew up, when I grew up, when I grew up and realized what Betty White did for me, I called her up and I said, you know what? Thank you for being a friend. <laughs> you stupid. <laughs> you stupid. That's a good one. That's you stupid. <laughs> 
<laughs> that shit was hella corny, but I had to do Thank it, Thank you for being a, a friend. friend. Boom, 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 boom. Travel down the road and back again. Boom, 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 boom. Your heart is True. pure. You're a pal and a confidant. Thank you for being a friend. That's it. And if I threw a party, dun, dun, dun. invited everyone I knew. I don't know all the lyrics. You would see the biggest gift would be from me. And the card attached would say, Thank you for being a friend. We're not even late yet. I you can't even watch funny. Golden Girls the same like everybody else. <laughs> Shut up. Betty White changed Obviously, this nigga lying. <laughs> oh, my God. You hey. funny. You happy, though. You was like, what Betty White did for hey. me. I was like, oh, that's so That's sweet. why, you know what I'm saying? She that's... was hot back in her day, too, right? Betty she's White. Still, she's still bangable. Everybody would still do her. Who, you know see, who I would do is but Joe see, Biden. You, Joe I won't Biden. bang her in the see, same sense fuck. that everybody thinks, though. I bang her, like, from the side because that's where all of me at now. You know what like I'm in her like in her roles? Yeah, her under her under rib. Her under you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. That's that's where you know got that underfold. Yeah. She got like one on the left side of her rib, the third rib. I'm sure she'd be extra soft. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so have you ever had like head from a girl with no teeth? I have not. No. But I heard it's amazing. <coughs> my, I my know. Co- no, I'm good, thank you. I just my cousin, to ask my that. cousin, um, not my cousin It's a dude I call my cousin I kind of grew up with him On the streets mm-hmm. And it's kind of like When you grow up on the streets Of Oakland And y'all both witness A murder Y'all cousins You know what I'm saying That's how it go <laughs> If you're so dope Or witness a murder You cousins now Right, you know? right That's just how right. it go Family, it's, family. It's, Exactly And you do everything Just like blood cousins Except send them shit When they go to jail they Don't put right. nothing On their books right. You know what I mean Oh man you ain't my cousin you ain't Fuck you <laughs> That's when you just back off But you know But uh but yeah, you know, it, he told me, you know, it went down like that. Okay. And it was a chick with no teeth. That's what's up. Yeah, but see, I got Betty wife before all the teeth was gone. Okay, okay. So I don't know what that's like. Yeah, okay, okay. Before, before dentures and implants and shit? Before all that. Wow. See, so how young then, are you? I am 59. <laughs> 59 years old. Wow, I'm 52. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I'm just joking. I'm 61. I'm 61. I know, I know. 61 you yeah. look about 59 yeah. you look you look good for 61 thank you i appreciate uh-huh. that yeah. <laughs> you moisturize yeah. this thing a lying all day okay it's that, it's that <laughs> for y'all motherfuckers that really want to know this thing like 30 36 36 i think we said 37 outside of, i appreciate that thank you did we say 37 I outside of the yeah hot dogs the last the last thing shit. we was at on it was a thirsty thursday yeah ace boom comedy Ace-Boom thirsty comedy thursday. thirsty thursday i'll be there next week i'm so excited next week that's right. yeah I'll that's be gonna right be there next week see, on- and you guys heard her tear it up on the mic right now if you guys want to see like i'm telling you you guys got to start going to some local comedy I'm spots some local music spots unfortunately there's 6500 of us bacon people and not everybody deserves that title we got to stop talk. we got to start you know letting everybody in the club because they some of giving us a bad name let's keep it real they make it real hard for us i already told you know a couple of them like and they were like why are you being so mean to some of these people and i'm like i'm not being mean i'm being realistic i'm just letting this uh person know that like nobody likes her set you guys are trying to be nice at awkward open mics because you want them to go up like what's the point like exactly. when we go to a real big audition and he's the first in line and you're the last one in line and you can't get in Mm-mm. because you're the last in line you are really going to resent the fact that you welcome this motherfucker 
talking to the club and he's at the beginning of the line. Ooh, exactly. Yeah. And and then you walk Real out talk. the audition and everybody did a good audition except for that motherfucker. So you're yeah. like, God damn it, why are you in my spot? Wasted everybody's time. You're wasting my time. I got a seventy three dollar ticket for this shit. Exactly. When I started, you had to earn your way in. Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm still new in the game, but you gotta earn your way in. First of all, you gotta hope somebody puts you on to get your first three to five minutes. Yes. And if you kill Yes. Then you get invited back And then you get invited back To another show And then after that Then you start expanding Yep yep But these cats be coming up here On open mics And all of a sudden They're a comedian Right uh -uh. I hate that shit Nah yeah. nah I think I think that's the reason Why I like Ivy so much Is because I think We've connected On a level That's not money Okay mm -hmm. I've seen Way too many females That Females and males That are not that fucking good, quite frankly. Seriously. That want the first question is how much does this pay? Yeah. And you're like, not a goddamn thing, bitch. Exactly. I am giving you time. Can you or can you not make it? Because the show may or may not make money, but what I'm doing is advertising and giving people life. And I'm advertising myself so I can eventually come into a movie just like you want to advertise yourself so you can eventually come into a movie. Like all these little shows we go to, Ivy, she she knows. Okay. Okay, so now let's get to Ivy. Okay, so Ivy, yeah. you are in Go, school. Uh, you you work full time yep. and you're a mother. Yes. And you go to so many comedy shows. Yeah, I do. Like for yourself and supporting other people. And on the drop of the dime, if you say, Ivy, I need help with my eyebrows, will you meet me at Sephora? You go, Yay! I'll be there in 20 minutes. Yeah. She sound like one of my wives. Dude, Damn. she's fucking amazing. So <laughs> you're too kind, dude. You're way too fucking kind. Seriously, like, no. Like you're you're OG, and that's exactly what why you're taking the steps up and that's that's real talk you know like i've had a lot of humbling things happen over the years like uh i don't think a lot of people know this uh, i think i've said this maybe on my facebook once or twice but uh the first time i picked up a mic was actually 2006 so this is like years ago before i even knew about bacon obviously before facebook was a thing and really the way that i got started was uh i started out in theater i was a theater kid mm -hmm. and a guy that was a, a comedian who was actually in that theater community he ran a workshop and so from there a bunch of us that took that workshop then were released out into the wild to become like stand-up comics mm. you know some of us were more successful than others mm -hmm. i got pregnant after like six months so <laughs> yeah i was just like uh okay was that, well, was that lumberjack dude <laughs> no not a lumberjack dude she's wearing a lumberjack shirt you notice that right? like, no, she looks like the brawny bitch <laughs> i do i do and you know he it's like he ordered a mail order bride right there he's like you wear what i wear bitch right exactly. now like hell oh, yeah I'm putting, I'm putting out into the world what i want to receive hey that's and right i'm putting I'm absolutely putting out, i'm serving i'm serving fucking lumberjack steez because yeah. i'd like lumberjacks to serve their steez into me um and so where was I calling? Aisha motivation. Hey, for real, for real. See, it's contagious. It is. You gotta you gotta motivate people around you. You know, and, and unfortunately, sometimes people are motivated in different kind of ways. Uh, and with being motivated in different kind of ways, sometimes you're nice, sometimes you're mean, sometimes you're you just motivate. So although like I motivate like and put out 
energy to you guys in different ways other people hear my motivation in different ways like for example when I say hey you know if you hear ever hear me say something negative it's not technically that I'm trying to say negative things I'm trying to get over negative things and be on that saw level completely like I see myself meditating on the beach working out on the beach like just like having an amazing amazing just like journey into the world but sometimes you meet cats that do the same set over and over and over and never embellish never develop never change Uh and you eventually find the same crowd and the same crowd is not laughing technically at you Mm right or they're laughing like with each other because they're snapchatting it word for word and they're Mm -hmm. enjoying each other's laughter and you're not funny but you're not seeing it out there so at times i had said things you know to some guys that actually they would make me go last because the crowd would leave when I left. So they would get pissed off that I would get there three hours later, go on right away when the comedy started and then the crowd would leave. So they would automatically get pissed off at that. So then they were like, okay, fine. We'll make Aisha go last. So they would make me go last and the crowd would be like 30, 40, you know, these are local teens and stuff that are like waiting for me, mm-hmm. waiting for my fucking honesty, mm-hmm. what it really is. They need that. And exactly. I would get up there and I would motivate. I'd be like, you guys, whatever you guys want to do, you know, like you could totally do it. You over there, you got a great voice. I need you to bring that shit out a little bit more how you sound in the shower in the car i need you to bring that out to us next time uh-huh. you know and i'd go up there and give them a minute of motivation and then uh and then like start into my story or whatever the case was or i would do that at the end usually uh-huh. either way these guys would get up this like group of five or six comedians would get up and they would leave as soon as i got on the mic uh-huh. and i'd be like oh you're welcome for me going last for these motherfuckers to stay for me and they'd terrible. be like yeah yeah we stayed for you and then and then and then i'd be like that's okay i want you guys to know that you guys this set sucks nobody's laughing at you come back with a better set next week maybe we'll really laugh at something and i would really like tear them up and like i would fucking i would tear them up as they're walking out and i'd be like what you say motherfucker i'd just be like talking shit Mm -hmm. and and my world i would literally go right back to talking to these guys and i'd be like hey guys you already know I'm trying to motivate them. Exactly. <laughs> you know they you know they do yeah. the stupidest shit and they need to come up with better shit and you know they have a star within them but they just need to come up with some new shit and yeah. we're comedians and we should be able to find things and, and everything that we're funny and I'd go back on in the motivation and how you can inspire and different kind of ways and everything and all these guys steady hate me forever 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 but when they get up on the mic they do different things. Exactly because the thing is it's like only an insecure motherfucker can hear some criticism and go get butt hurt like that. Yeah. Right, you know what I'm exactly. Saying? It's like if you're secure within yourself, you can t- you're open to criticism. You want to get feedback from whoever, especially one of your peers. You know what I mean? Or somebody that's been in the game longer than you. Yeah. You know, I'm open to learning from anybody, anything in life. You know, if it's somebody that's 10 years younger than me, you know what I mean? Somebody like 40 years old, 45 years old. You know what I mean? I can learn something from them. Just like I learned something from Betty White when I was, you know, Shut 17. Stupid. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Nigga, I we want to get to know you, not your lies. You know get, what I mean? Get it's that all good. shit. 
Yeah, Come shout on. out to my wife Kelly. Hey, hey what's up, Kelly. girl? I hear you out there. Kelly Rowland. <laughs> hey, is that what we talking about? I think, she's like, I think, oh, lover. She's no. hot. She's hot though. She's hot. <laughs> I, I mean, I think people people get motivated by different. I think one of the things that people, uh, something I've noticed in between when I first started comedy like ten years ago, and then when I came back like a couple, maybe like a year or two ago, like I literally I didn't come back until my kid was. How he's going to be 10. So yeah, like seven or eight, I didn't come back. Like I literally was like, I have no time to do this. And mm-hmm. I want to, I, I want, I like, I don't want to come back until I can go into it the way that I, that I would have done it at 26. Like I would have mm-hmm. gone hard. So, I mean, you see me now going hard. Right. Yeah. But like something that I noticed that's, you know, maybe it was happening back then. And maybe I just didn't notice it because I've never really tried to put myself out in that mix is that I think people get so caught up in appearing to do well and what they think they look like to other people rather than what they should be focusing on, which yeah. is basically stay low and build. Exactly. Right, right, you know right, what I mean? Right. I think, you know, like I know that there were a lot of people around me back then that, you know, they, they want, I mean, understandably they want to put themselves out there. They want to make a name for themselves, but it's crazy because you had people that were in the comedy game, like, all of two months and all of a sudden like I gotta create a fan page for myself like what really right. like, like you've gone to like <laughs> 10 open mics like <laughs> how are you gonna call yourself a real comedian like right. I did not feel I'll tell you guys this right now like I did not feel comfortable referring to myself as a comedian for years because I'm like no a comedian that's Margaret Cho that's Dave Chappelle mm-hmm. that's Chris Rock you know what I mean that's, that's that's real shit it's only been in maybe the last couple of years where I felt comfortable mm-hmm. when people would introduce me as that's Ivy that's the comedian. Like, mm-hmm. I guess I am. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I, I stopped. I stopped being like weird about it. I'm just like, you know what? This is what I. This is one of the things I want to do with my life. So you embrace it. Bring it. Bring it. Yep, yep. Yeah. Uh, but when when we say go hard, guys, I don't know how any of you guys, if you guys really know at home, because like I said, there's 6,500 of the comedians, but not everybody listening is a comedian. So when we say go hard, we mean it's fucking expensive it's rough it's rough it's expensive like it's it's like we're trying to achieve our dream of becoming a comedian and with becoming a a comedian is a branch of things which is the actress in movies you know um newscasters radio shows there's you know oh, voice, sex therapists sex therapists voiceovers like there's a million branch out things that we want to become from this comedian and there's a lot of people that we hit mics with that were like you're not doing this for those reasons you don't see the oracle arena full of people you don't see that you don't have that passion in you why are you wasting everybody's time you're up here fooling around wasting this eight minutes i could be home with my kid eight minutes sooner which i don't have a kid that's what ivy or anybody probably say (laughs) exactly you know so some of these cats are a waste of fucking time and when it comes down to that it's not only that they're a waste of time for like us as comedians to listen but as the regular people you guys are going out to see these shows and you see this jacked up ass bullshit cat that doesn't have the visions that we have mm-hmm. where we want all these branched out things from this they don't have that particular vision they're just doing this to have fun or just to whatever they're just doing it to jack around or because everybody else is fucking doing it yeah. all of a sudden you meet somebody you've been doing it for years and they're like I've been thinking about doing comedy for years I uh, fucking hate you oh know and it's like that's oh, great oh you're a comedian I'm funny too let me tell you something and then they come with some bullshit it's so stupid or you're a comedian tell me a joke right 
funny now. Be yeah. funny. Say something funny. Say something funny. It's so fucking stupid. You know what I always think of whenever oh, somebody yeah. comes at me with that? I always think back to that uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air episode where he, try, where he tries to like step up to, um, what's his friend? Mm-hmm. D.L. Hewley. Like, he tries to go up at the club and he ends up making a fucking fool of himself. Exactly. And it's just like, that's, I mean... I, I'm, I clearly grew up in the 90s, but like that's the one I'm thing serious. that goes through my mind every time. Right? I'm, uh, I, I fucked this lady up one time. Um, I was promoting my show, uh-huh. and I was over at this one club. I won't say the club's name because they're regulars over there. But I was like um, inviting them to the show. It's like, uh-huh. hey, you know. And one of the ladies was like, um, um, you're, you're a comedian? You got to say something funny before I come to your show. I say, for real, what do you do for a living? She said, I'm a real estate broker. I say, for real, why don't you close a deal right now? <laughs> Sell a house for me right now. <laughs> and then her friend looked at it and said, oh, he got you, girl. I was like, I was like hold on. You know, that's, that's not how it works. I don't just bust out telling uh-uh. you jokes for free. You come check out my show. Uh-uh, yep, you know? yep, yep. And I end up making her laugh later on anyway because I was just in a laughing mood. But it don't work like that. I'm it don't just work bust like out that. on the spot tap dancing for you. Right? Oh, funny girl, funny fuck. boy, make me laugh. Like, exactly. that's not how it works. Like, bitch, you can't close a house right now, bitch. <laughs> right? For me right now. You can't give me a loan. Right? You a loan broker. Why don't you close me a loan right now? Right, you can't do it. I can't tell you a joke right now. Right, man. here's the thing about comedians. Like, uh, I, th- you know, I think I can't speak for everybody, but I know that as far as who I am on stage versus who I am off stage, I feel completely like different. completely different. Completely different. Completely different. Mm-hmm. Like, I think some people, some people that meet me, you know, expect me to be like super outgoing, talking about like intense and yeah, all day, really just dick like, in my mouth, just, just ah, I want to bite it. Like I, you know, like, <laughs> Like they asked me, like ask me, ask me to sign their titty, and instead, like I put like fucking teeth marks, teeth marks in it. Like, <laughs> but no, you I'll know, I sign a titty. I, I mean, I am that way around I'm certain people. For that day. But it's just like with people. Like- Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat. <laughs> hey, everybody. Listen to the Weekly Review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the Weekly Review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m.